the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I've titled today's episode, Online Modesty, Shielding Ourselves and Our Children from Digital Predators. And I think this is an episode that everybody should pay attention to, but most importantly, if you have children, because what is happening in the world of AI should be absolutely terrifying if you have ever posted anything showing your children online. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I watched a short documentary where there was a a couple and they were asked to basically sign their consent, but not exactly knowing what they were signing up for. And they would know that it would be safe. And this was for educational purposes and that their daughter would be involved. So who knows how many couples they had to screen before they found like finally found one that would agree. And um, this was in another country. It might have been the U.K., And so the documentary starts out where they show the couple and the couple is walking into a private movie theater and you see a whole bunch of other people showing up. They were all adults showing up to attend whatever this premiere was going to be. And the documentary starts out and they're showing an online profile of about, I don't know, maybe four or 500 pictures of their daughter, this little girl. And I don't know what her name was. Let's pretend her name was Sarah. So Sarah's images just keep popping up on this entire big screen. And there's image after image after image. And it's going through the motion of like watching her grow up online. And so what what this gentleman, this producer did was he was showcasing how you could compile all of these images to um, start to formulate a digital footprint. And so he takes that and he, there are so many, I can't even tell you the abundance of AI software that has come out just in the past 12 months in particular. And I can't even tell you the amount of AI software that has been created to help you create other AI software. For, for me, like somebody who loves tech and software like that, like it is amazing. But with what I'm about to tell you, it, it's also incredibly terrifying. And so with this compilation, plugging everything into the AI software, what the producer did was he was able to create a now, um, I think she was a four-year-old girl and he turned her into a 16-year-old girl. And so from all of these still images, um, you now see this this 14 or 16, we'll call her 16-year-old Sarah, sitting in a chair and the whole background goes black. And she says, hi, mom, hi, dad. And it's literally like exactly what she will look like when she turns 16 years old. Now, I don't know if you remember all of those like 10 years later photos mm-hmm. and everybody's like putting in their photo into that that generator so that they can see what the difference is. And I remember thinking like, man, these people are stupid. Like, And my biggest fear is China, right? Like, why would you want anybody to have that kind of information? Um, my personal opinion is that type of that type of grand scale of content is the exact extraction that was needed to be able to perpetuate this type of software that we're talking about right now. So yeah, you, you contributed to this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you didn't even know that you were doing it. And so 16 year old Sarah is talking about how much she loves her mom and dad. And she's so thankful for them to be her parents, but she just wanted to share 
um, some things that that every parent should be aware of when it comes to what could happen if you're posting me, mom and dad, online when I'm, I'm such a little girl. And so the producer did a great job because he's taking all these still images and what Sarah might look like when she's 16. And he starts putting it into all kinds of other software. And he decides to create some videos of Sarah um, doing some very, very unhealthy and violating things as a child. And you would never in your life be able to know that this was not real. You would never be able to know that this was never really happening. And so they took some, they made some still images. They were able to show her doing a lot of illicit and illegal things. They were able to take all of her content and create fake passports. They were able to perpetuate the timeline and showcase her as an adult. And they were able to make different IDs and just every document you could ever need that you would need to verify your identity for. And they were able to, um, and of course it gets very emotional. And 16 year old Sarah is just talking about how her entire life is ruined now. And, you know, it goes on to the dangers of bullying and the increased risk for suicide and all the things that come along with a digital footprint that is already in a bad place. But imagine somebody being able to put you in that bad place. And so I thought that was something incredibly enlightening and important for everybody. I think about it this way now, and we, Clint, you and I had a brief conversation about this last week, but if I had a daughter as I'm saying this, you probably wouldn't even know that I had a daughter. Like the more knowledge that you know, the more things that you know, the more that you recognize the importance of just keepsaking and protecting things. And yet we're in a society now where everybody thinks that they have to update and post and share everything about their lives or they might feel irrelevant. And I think that's the problem is people are gaining their sense of self-satisfaction and self-worth through that digital footprint, not realizing the dangers. Something that we as a department recently uh, and as our specialized crimes unit, we, we put a video together um, kind of showing like, because you have parents, that they, everyone always wants to take photos of their kids, their first day of school. And, and people don't realize how much personal information you're putting out online about your child when you post that stuff and where your child's going to be and how old they are. And of course their image and, and, and it's crazy to really think about is like growing up, like that was something, yeah, our parents would take a photo with a camera that we would put in the baby book or something like that. But Keep that was in a box. Yeah, exactly. A box that you would look at once every five years or something. But now it's, as soon as you take that photo, the first thing that goes to your head is, I need to post this. I need to highlight my kids. I need to show what what we're doing today. And for the most part, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, people don't care. Like, yeah, they'll like it. They'll, they'll say something about it. Like, oh, how cute, whatever it may be. And But you're just opening yourself up for a cyber attack by doing this stuff on a regular basis. Yeah, and a lot of people think that the dark web, excuse me, is some mysterious, difficult thing to access. You guys, if you ever want to get on the dark web, it's literally a browser, like how you would download Firefox, Chrome, like something special. It's that's all that the dark web is. And then it's exactly 
the same in terms of functionality. So that's how easy it is for anybody to be able to do anything that they want in a very protected and obscure way. So it's important for us to safeguard. And the way that we safeguard is, first of all, understanding the correlation between our online modesty and self-respect. And I, it makes me feel um, very embarrassed and ashamed for females in today's world when I was raised by two incredibly modest parents who taught me a lot about self-respect and just understanding the difference between some traditional values that I, I hold because of that. And then seeing the behavior online where um, it's basically like women posting porn. It is exactly the equivalent of porn and they're doing it willingly. They're doing it for free and they're doing it without a care in the world because it's just the, the same type of behavior that everybody else is partaking in. And I think that it, sh- it shows a great deal of a lack of self-respect. And I can see all the pushback and all the comments about me saying something like that. But when you get to a place in, in your life with so much security and so much self-confidence and you start to recognize a lot of the unhealthy behaviors on a psychological level, then that's when you you have an understanding like that, I believe. So I think that um, it's very important for us to safeguard that personal modesty, and not only for ourselves, but of course, for, for kids, if you have kids online. And a part of that would be guidelines, having guidelines for posting about your kids, whether that means having a conversation, um, mom and dad having open conversations, and then also educating children on the importance of that same online modesty. And there are tools and softwares and so many things now that are available on the, the opposite end of that to monitor and regulate this type of content, especially if your child has access to a digital device on their own. And then, you know, we've, we've recorded many episodes about being able to recognize the signs of predatory behavior and the actions that you could take. So I think it's all about reclaiming control of your, your online and remote presence And then using modesty as a power, using discretion as a shield against these potential dangers. I think that we all need to just be empowering as users and then take control of these digital narratives and then start to change them. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.